okay, so like a lot of my houses I go to like every two weeks or like once a month or something. I, and they're usually on the same days, and like I usually listen to the same podcast because it's like that's the day it comes out. Mm-hmm. I can literally like recall like any any podcast that I listened to at that house. I'll be like, oh my gosh, like I was here like two months ago and I listened to this podcast. Like this is what they were talking about. Like it's weird because like yeah, like, it must have been like just because I was there. Like I wish I would have known that for school because then it would have. Yeah, but at the same time, like you're probably listening to the podcast because you're interested, interested. in what they're talking about. Yeah. And if I'm listening to a podcast about school, oh, I'm going to zone out during most of it and oh, just not pay attention at all because oh, school. But. Isn't it weird, too? Like, I feel like as my brain's developing, I actually want to learn what they were teaching us in school now. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh, no, actually, I'm so curious. But at the time, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to be done well, with my school day. that's the thing about – it's, it's kind of, in my opinion, that's what's kind of crazy about school is that – you know, you're in school all day, every day as a kid. You're in school all day, every day as a kid. And life is new to you. Life is just so exciting. Yeah. And you're stuck in a classroom. Yeah. You can't talk to your friends during the lecture. You're supposed to be acting good and behaving. And you're starting this as yeah, a five-year-old. Yeah, and you're learning about stuff that isn't cool. No. And you're sitting in a chair doing yeah. nothing. Yes. Doing nothing, like... Kids need to be moving. You need more than an hour of recess a day. Oh, my gosh. Like, to, to expect a kindergarten through even eighth grade yeah. kid to so sit in a classroom for seven hours a day or whatever, six, seven hours a day, yeah. and only get one hour of physical activity? I, I don't even think we have hour recesses. We got, like, a, especially in middle school, so, like, sixth grade to eighth, it would be, like, lunch and outdoor time yeah. for, like... 40 minutes you had to do like your whole lunch and go outside for 40 minutes that's crazy i think the whole so you didn't even have your lunch was with your yes wow it was so quick we would have to inhale our food and then they'd push us out pretty quick because we had so many students like i think lunch in middle school started so early like maybe 10 30 and then it went through like one yeah, o'clock yeah and i'm like that's a crazy time to eat lunch like yeah that is crazy you just have to inhale it and then go outside and like if the weather's nice it's great or you just freeze your butt off until it's time to go inside I yeah guess. it's kind of crazy too um as a qualified previously fat kid <laughs> <laughs> to, to think about the fact that like you just sit in class and if no, you want snacks like, you you would have had to bring your own snacks. Oh my gosh, I you know how I many don't days know how where I did that. You know how many days as like a growing boy, both outward and upward, <laughs> my stomach would just be hurting because I was starving in class. And yeah. how much of that though was just pure boredom? Pure boredom. Well, I don't know. mine's kind of the opposite cuz now I like revolve anything I do around my snacks and my eating. Like, I always have snacks on deck. (laughs) I do not like to be hungry, but, like, high school, like, I really don't know how I did high school, because I would go in early and suck up to the teachers and try to get extra help or whatever. (laughs) So, like, I'm there at, like, 7.30. Yeah. Do my class all day, like, do classes all day until 3, and then go to sports until 6. And I would probably eat, like, Sour Patch Kids for lunch. Right. That's so unhealthy, too. And then go run into, like, 90-degree heat or something. Yeah. I don't know how I did that. I somehow had no way of keeping off the weight until <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I had to, I was, so I mean, I'm literally like right now, 
Right now I'm a little lighter than I typically am, but I think I'm around 160, oh, yeah. 160 pounds. Yeah. Fourth grade, I was like oh 200. No, the heck you weren't. No, I swear. 200 pounds in I fourth grade? I swear. Did they have I was to 200 pounds. cut fats out of your diet? Or uh, no, they just had to cut the fat out of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I just, re- I very Donated vividly, I very, I very vividly remember. You were not go- 200 pounds. No, I swear, grade. Jamie. That's insane. I, I'm not kidding. No, I believe you, but like, whoa. I'm probably like five, five nine. I'll give myself five ten. Uh, I think your right driver's now. license said five eleven <laughs> when I was mailing. You know what? <laughs> no, it's fine. I I'm not going to confirm nor deny that, but Neither I will, will say I, that but... whenever I was in the DMV, <laughs> I told the guy I was like, yeah, five nine, five ten. He goes, you look five eleven, man. You I was like, like, sick. You were flattered. I was like, nowhere near six foot, but that's fine. No, what was I even saying? I don't know, but you're funny for that. Oh my gosh. Oh no, I went to the doctor's office and every year, like I would go in for a physical and it would just be another dot on this little <laughs> chart. And from about, from about, from about first or second grade, the chart seemed to have a rather steep slope. <laughs> I'm not really sure why, but <laughs> around that same time, I was also growing like three to four inches a year. Yeah. So it's, let's see. It's a crazy time. I'm 5'9", five, 5'10 five, right now, but around, I think seventh grade, I've probably been this height since seventh grade. Oh, like, so did you probably think you were going to like grow more too? Because seventh oh, grade, we, I feel like is like, early for- a Not to brag, but like <laughs> everybody kind of thought I was going to be like- six four six five just because of how fast i was growing like Corey was old or he was two years older than me still is but um (laughs) (laughs) um i I was like always maybe a half inch inch shorter than him but Mm -hmm. like i would continually keep up with with him him, and he was two years older than me and now he's a little taller than me but dang i wonder what um it's just kind of a i think it's a i think it's the frank's bloodline then them uh Jeans run a little husky, let's just say. Oh and by husky, gosh. I mean I was wearing like eighteen husky jeans, <laughs> which is jeans specifically for your parents thick kids. are like, um, we're pulling him out of school. He's gonna be the next Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh my gosh. Okay, love my mom to death, but I just have to say this because it's it's just hilarious. It's so funny. Oh man, so we go to the doctor. It's fourth or fifth grade, I, I believe, fourth grade, and. This, get on the scale, and it reads 198 point something. Very vividly remember this. 198. And the doctor kind of looks at my mom and just gives her, you know, just kind of like a like, like a nod. Like, yeah. we need to kind of make no sure more that happy he's... Cream and- yeah, he's in fourth grade, and he's two, he's two bills. Fourth grade, two bills. Oh probably five foot four, five foot five. <laughs> I wish, I wish so bad this podcast had video because I would pull out some pictures that are just absolutely so hilarious. Hey, maybe post it on but the podcast or you on gotta, Instagram. You gotta imagine me. So I'm five foot five, probably at the time, five foot four, 200 pounds with a full curly afro <laughs> of just pure blonde hair. It was hilarious. But no, my mom. So back to that story, she uh, decided that instead of like trying to regulate so much what I ate for actual meals, she would just try to limit the snacks that I had because I would just graze all day. Oh yeah. And so I remember one time 
it got to the point where like I went into the kitchen <laughs> late at night after eating a full meal and everything and I'm like sitting in the pantry trying to slowly open this <laughs> granola bar so that my mom doesn't hear it yeah. in the living room okay. and I I just like devour this granola <laughs> bar in about like, like 10 seconds <laughs> and I walk back in the living room and she looks right at me and she goes how is that granola bar <laughs> mom's always know I was like I like how she let wow. you enjoy it too like let him enjoy this yeah i mean that's what i'm saying like she wasn't she wasn't like super strict but she was looking out for me because honest and honestly it was the best thing ever because i have absolutely nothing against people who are a little more overweight i've been there Mm -hmm. but as a kid in middle school high school like a man especially like you want to look attractive you want to try to get a girlfriend at some point and you were just like physically and you know what the next summer i went back to school first day oh gosh girl ladies. comes up to me she goes kate you look like you've lost weight oh my gosh is this fifth grade yep wow what a conversation yeah she was saying i was looking good <laughs> but <laughs> i was debating whether and that's the end of it but yeah crazy yeah that is crazy 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 did you ever have a a weird face? fat stage no didn't have a fat stage um i had a gap stage gap like yeah. the gap like or like, like no gap between your thighs <laughs> <laughs> no thigh gap no um before i got braces they had to put a, a palate expander oh, on the roof teeth? of my mouth okay which is like this whole like i don't even know what you like it's so it's this ginormous metal thing that mm-hmm. they put at the roof of your mouth and then there's a crank on it and they give you a little wrench and you have to crank it however often until you're because my I had a what's called a crossbite so like my upper teeth were not aligning with the bottom teeth so they had to widen my mouth up and I was like I don't know what it was like I had such a fascination like I pulled out all of my teeth like I just loved it I thought I was going to be like a dentist for the longest of times but they told me like you got to rotate this twice I was like let's get this show on the road I want to get my braces (laughs) on I want to get them off I need to be hot for the seventh grade like let's Duh. let's get this going. Duh. So I would crank it like maybe four or six times. All of a sudden, I <laughs> I have a gap between my two front teeth bigger than just one of my tooth. <laughs> um. So my little brother, so it was probably like five at the time. He'd be like, "What up, Gappy?" Oh and then he'd be gosh. like, "Here's a straw," and like he'd have me stick it in between. <laughs> so if that wasn't traumatic enough that I was getting flamed by my five-year-old brother. Um, I was at my lockers one day, like while I had this gap and my friend came over and they were like, oh, your boyfriend, whoever my little boyfriend was at the time. He was like, he's not digging the gap. You're, you guys are done. And I was like, what? (laughs) How dare he? A life ruining (laughs) literally. But, you know, then I got the braces on, popped those off. He was really devastated that he made that decision. <laughs> I'm starting to look back and kind of wonder what middle school even is. Oh, I mean. my gosh. It's awful. Holy crap. It's a bunch of stinky little mean buttholes. Yeah. I would go to my locker every single period to put on deodorant because, like, your hormones are just fucking insane freaking insane and like you're just like sweating and you just smell weird oh yeah speaking of deodorant and speaking of puberty and like middle school 
I don't know why my mom had this grand idea to put me on natural deodorant at the time. That's why I was at my locker. It was like the Tom's deodorant. She's like, baby, I don't want you to have aluminum in your deodorant. Like the stuff they give you in the nurse's office. Like social suicide, mother. I already have this gap and now you're going to make me have natural deodorant. (laughs) Jeez. So I guess I did did, have a stage. I guess. So did you have PE? Yes. Okay. After PE, did they make you shower? No, but we had to change out. Okay, yeah, we definitely had to change, too. I'm trying to think if we had to shower in middle school, though, because no, I don't think we... I don't we wouldn't think have had we time. did. I don't think we had time either, because we just had 50-minute classes. Mm-hmm. But, man, some people needed to shower. Oh, I know, and it's always the worst. I had it, um, I think, for two of the years of middle school, I had it, like, first or second period, so then it's just, like, all day. Like, you just smell like your gym clothes mm-hmm. that were in your locker. I'm just like, yes, this oh is great. Gosh. I do not, like, middle school was so, I feel like it was more traumatizing than high school for sure. Because, like, high school, you kind of have some things figured out. You have more freedom, you're driving. A little more confidence. A little more confidence, you know, no more gap. <laughs> <laughs> Shed the pounds. I got, I got lucky with the teeth. You have such deal. nice teeth. Mine are straight. Besides, uh, shout out to my best friend, Jake, who, <laughs> oh, man, we were we were practicing baseball at baseball pra- well at baseball practice in this indoor facility and Jake was my catch partner so we were warming up and <laughs> the man thought he had a nasty curveball thought for whatever reason his curveball was so nasty well you know what it was nasty because he released the ball he throws the ball it's so off track that it hits the front of the rim of a fully raised basketball goal, 10 oh feet in God. the air, comes off the front of the rim <laughs> directly down and hits me straight in the front tooth. Oh and it and chips pretty much chips a little over half of the front of my tooth off. Oh. So, like, this is all fake, but um, yeah. Oh, hits me in the mouth. I mean, first off, what are the chances that it hits the front of a basketball rim and that's like less than an inch thick? Mm-hmm. And then comes down and di- hits me directly in the face. Jeez. Yeah, that was a crazy. That was so that crazy. felt good. It honestly didn't hurt as bad as I thought it would at the time, but I was like, yeah. "Holy well, crap!" Pro- now my whole tooth is gone. Too. Yeah. Did you swallow? Like swallow it? Well, no. It just ground? it just fell on the ground or something. I'm Jeez. sure. But man, that was yeah. How old were you when that happened? <sighs> that would have been seventh or eighth grade. Oh wow. Seventh or eighth grade, because then I went to school the next day, <laughs> and my tooth was gone. <laughs> and so everybody's looking at me like, uh... Whistle. <laughs> what happened? Maybe yeah. you and I would have gotten along. It was funny. <laughs> it was funny. But then I got it fixed, and then we were messing around before a basketball game, and I hit somebody's head, came back, and oh, hit me straight in the tooth. And then like a day or two later, my tooth just continued... Oh. to hurt worse and worse for whatever reason right so i went in and they took it off and they were like yeah your nerves are dying Dad. you need a root canal <gasps> so you got a root canal i got a root canal after that was that yeah. painful uh that was miserable because yeah. like so i don't know Oof. if anybody out there that's listening to this understands a root canal but they what they do basically there's a little like it's almost like a fine like it's like a cylinder that runs through your teeth, through the middle of your teeth that holds oh all your gosh. nerves through your teeth. And the nerves on the inside were decaying because mm-hmm. they were damaged. 
So they they cut off the uh, I don't know what you would call like the fake tooth. Oh uh, yeah. It's not like a veneer, but it's just like the capper. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. And I don't know so that. then they take they take a file. They take a very very thin um, cylindrical file, and they just start filing out the. The, in through the middle of your tooth where all the nerves, the dead nerves okay. are and stuff. First off, terrible smell. Oh, I bet. Terrible smell. Oh um, my gosh. Like obviously well, if your, your nerve was healthy, bone. if your nerves were healthy, it wouldn't smell, but they were decaying because like my tooth was dying. Really? Oh. Yeah. And so they take, they start with a real small file and file, 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 Mm-mm. and then slowly make it bigger, bigger, bigger. And then they <sighs> stick something, something in the middle of your tooth to like, uh, fill that yeah. empty area now that your nerves are gone Jesus. and but I fe- it felt like I was getting hit up in my nose right. by the file because like the dentist is doing his best job but you you can't really tell how Can far you up not? you're going I guess I don't know did they numb you or did yeah you they like, numb me but, but at a certain point a it was sensation. just so high up in yeah. into my gum that it ill that sounds awful like that's like a... it was I've had a lot of weird stuff happen to me yeah well a lot of weird stuff, but not as weird as this Travis Walton guy who apparently got abducted by aliens. What a transition. Yeah, what a transition. <laughs> I'm getting good at this. <laughs> I'm getting good Some at this. Say. But no, so this guy, Travis Walton, is his name. Um, he's from Arizona, actually, and he was on Joe Rogan's podcast uh, maybe a year or two ago, I think, at least. So let me set the let me set the scene for you, okay? <sighs> It's November 5th, 1975. We're in Snowflake, Arizona, in the middle of the Apache Sitgreaves National Forest, okay? So Travis Walton um, seems like a good enough guy. He seems fairly trustworthy in his, in his recount of the entire story. But he is a logger, so he works with a crew of like five to six guys. They go in this forest, they cut down trees... Mm-hmm. Etc. Because that's what loggers do. Um, for people who don't know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so they're they're just they wake up, they go to their site, they're getting ready to start the day to go. Actually, no, this would have been at night. They were ending their day, I believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Travis and one of his coworkers hate each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely hate each other, and they get in a fight that morning as men will do, you know, testosterone's high, you're around men all day, you're in a forest alone, cutting down trees and shit, it's a good time, but no, so it's nighttime, and then suddenly, kind of along the horizon, through the trees, they see this, like, beam of light, kind of moving, and for whatever reason, they decided to go towards it, I'm assuming just because they were there all the time, and they were just curious, like, what is going on, um, you it's just so unusual to see like I a mean, beam of light would. moving how it was moving. Right. And so they they kind of drive towards it a little bit to where they're around a hundred-ish feet away, which I don't know how you recount how far away you were from it. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe probably could look at the tire tracks of the truck or something um, since they know the forest pretty well. But he has the audacity to get out of the truck and start yeah, walking towards the light. Start walking towards the light. Maybe he and then, felt drawn to it. Uh, well, I think that's kind of, I don't know if he... I can't remember off the top of my head if he, if he felt drawn to it in that situation. But so what, what he 
says happened was that a beam of light hits him in the chest, knocks him back like 10 feet. Okay. And so... That's the, significant. At, yeah. Like significant. Yeah. I, I could be completely lying about the 10 feet part. I kind of just made that up. I'm not going to lie. Well, it gave me a good visual. So. <laughs> but imagine a beam of light just hitting somebody and making them fly in the air. And then you're like, uh, it's this, it's 1975, what's going on? Yeah. Even today, obviously, that'd be crazy. But his buddies get, all are in the truck still, so they, they hightail it out of there. First off... After they see him get thrown back. After they see him get thrown back. I mean, right. I think it was one of those situations where it's like, what was that? Like, you exactly. don't... I mean, obviously, you care about other people your coworkers, you want to help him but in that situation it's like i couldn't even imagine what that would be well like. it's like a fight or flight you gotta just yeah. be faster than the one person yeah yeah so they all they all skirt in the truck and then they get down the logging road a little ways and then they're like okay we got to go back and get him you know right. like we're safe right now i think the light's gone we got to go back and get him and try to save him so they go back to the site he's gone He's completely gone. They couldn't find him anywhere. So these these loggers call the police. They get everybody out there. The police bring out um, search dog, you know, dogs to search the area for Travis. Mm-hmm. And he goes five to six days missing. Wow. For five to six days. So where, this is this is firsthand him? accounts of them seeing him get blasted in the chest by some light, and then basically the whole police division of that entire town in Arizona comes searches for him with dogs everything uh, fairly relatively quick right after and nobody can find him that's crazy so it's not like he probably just ran off like what if he just got thrown through the air yeah what are the chances that he's able to walk not very well Mm -mm. not very well Well, so excuse me they so he apparently got knocked unconscious um, they drove away, they came back, couldn't find him, and he wakes up in what he claims was basically a flying saucer. <laughs> and he's laying on a table with alien-type-ish people around him, but oh like he's, he's real fuzzy, he doesn't remember exactly what's going on. Um, but he said it was kind of like a hospital ish room yeah. hospital like room and they were he described them as three short bald creatures Creature. oh my gosh so picture the typical alien right bald you know alien. triangular head sort of bald very small childlike is what he kind of explained them as oh um and he freaks out naturally and apparently like shoves one um to the side and they were wearing, he said, it says right here, he claimed that he fought with them until a human wearing a helmet led him to another room and then where he then blacked out um, after a clear plastic mask was put over his face. Oh, okay, so that's basically all of his Remember. recollection of what happened in the spacecraft. But as I said, he then finds himself... This is five to six days after this incident, walking down the highway mm-hmm. and the craft disappearing through the sky. So 
so they just dropped him off. So they just dropped him off. So he claims that he was probably really in, he was injured mm -hmm. because he had just been hit by this beam Force, of light, yeah. you know, that knocked him unconscious and that they healed him somehow. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't, I don't think in his recount of the entire situation that he was like, I think to him it was like a quick, like a quick little experience, like which would make sense if he was asleep then, right. you know, like if he was unconscious. Yeah. Um, but there's been people, I, I, I want to say um, there's some evidence of like around that area, there was burns on the trees, stuff like that could, that could oh, wow. kind of, Kind of, I don't think it's still there, obviously, else. but yeah. like I think right immediately after the situation, sort of. But the, the the even interest, even more interesting thing, is the fact that as I mentioned before, he fought with his coworker earlier that morning. Mm -hmm. So this coworker has absolutely no reason to be on his side. Yeah, has no reason to lie about any of this. He doesn't care. He's disinterested in Travis Walton. Well. All of the men, all of the guys that he worked Saw. with, all the five guys that he worked with, all have the exact same story. Right. Exact same thing happened. They all took polygraphs, which polygraphs are not necessarily like the end-all, be-all truth. There's a lot of issues with those, and, and people can tamper with them. Um, but they all shared the exact same story, the exact same thing that happened. Um, they all saw the and same stuff. what would stuff. their reason for lying be, even if, like... What's even it? if they were, yeah, even if they were, they have, what's the motivation, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but this guy, his friend or his coworker slash enemy, slash like, enemy. <laughs> like he, in that situation, he wanted Travis to be fine because he had just literally gotten like a fist fight with him in the morning. So he was like kind of a suspect. Right. The police were like, how could this group of guys go out into the forest just leave. and a flying saucer comes through the sky and knocks a guy unconscious. Yeah. You guys drive away and then this guy disappears. Uh-huh. Sounds like fishy. One of you might have just murdered him. Yeah, definitely. Honestly. And if they were having a feud earlier that morning. Literally. Well, and even if they were not enemies and they were just having like a little bit of a fight, such a bad note to leave on if you feel like you're never going to see that person again. Yeah. So it's probably relieving. Mean, yeah, that so too. Yeah, so he just shows up, you know. Five to six days later, but... On the highway. Uh, bizarre story. Absolutely bizarre story. Take it for what it's worth, but... I totally... I mean, like, I have no reason to not believe him. But I wonder how often that does happen to people. And I wonder if it happens less often now, because we have cell phones and stuff, and we could, like, take a picture, theoretically. Yeah. Theoretically. Back then, yeah. But that's what's... My only thing with that would be... Yes, that's true, but like somehow there's all these stories that they keep happening. They could have wiped your memory. Well, like we could have stumbled. Oh, I was gonna one. say oh. we can't ever get a good picture. Of a, Anybody who ever tries to take a picture or a video of a UFO, I don't feel like it's that's terrible a quality. Terrible quality, or it or yeah. it's there and then they pull out their phone and it's gone. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, it's. I mean, they're definitely. Weird. I I think they're out there. Do you? Like I don't know. I don't know what it is, and I don't know what I think it is. I bet they're working with the government. I bet the government knows exactly what's up. You think so? 100%. There's another story called um, about Operation High Jump. 
is what it was called. And I forget this specific details. I can, um, it was an operation that the United States ran around um, World War II, like towards the end of World War II. Um, it was 1946, 1947. And it was a, the US Navy went on an op to try to establish a research base in the Antarctic. And so um, this this group of people that they sent out there it had 4,700 soldiers. 4,700. For what? On 13 ships and with 33 aircraft to supposedly set up a research center in Antarctica. Why would you, why would you take 4,700 men? To do that. To do that. Because you're probably doing something else. And 13 ships. That's insane. Especially for back then that had been like so expensive. Yeah. I, it, it's insane. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. But what is interesting is the, the sort of conspiracy side of this um, is that this guy, Admiral Byrd, was the one who ran the, the op. And supposedly, they were trudging through the Antarctic. And they come along this area, okay, and out of the ground, basically, comes a flying saucer type oh craft. Out of the ground. Like, type craft. Yeah. Which... I don't know that it's a coincidence that everybody who sees, supposedly sees a UFO, it's this flying saucer. Like, there's got to be something to that. Mm -hmm. Because people would have such different recounts of the situation, right. you know, if it was just people making shit up, Yeah. I feel like. Mm -hmm. Because I guess, the, I guess the other side of the argument would be that... That's how they depict them in movies, I guess. But. Yeah, yeah, but like, we... We deny the aliens, whatever they are. I don't even know that they're aliens. I think, honestly, different, we can go into this more in a second, but mm -hmm. I think it's almost more likely that they've been here this entire time. Oh, when I with do. Us. I do think that. You know, um, maybe like a reptilian species, like our president or something. <laughs> <laughs> For real. No, but so they come upon this area in, the Antarctic, in, Antarctica, in Antarctica, and supposedly a flying saucer comes out of the ground and the flying saucer is that's crazy the, the, they they somehow end up like in kind of a stall match where it's like the flying saucer could probably take them all because mm. it's a flying saucer <laughs> but they also have all of these ships all of these men ready to fight if they need to and the conspiracy is that some Nazi scientist mm -hmm. approached them and started talking to them and was like, hey, um, we've been working with this so-called aliens, oh. these so-called aliens, and they've given us this technology. Well, this is towards the end of the war. Mm -hmm. So if you guys don't attack us and we don't attack you, then maybe we can work something out where you don't put us in prison. You don't put us on trial. Yeah. We share this information with you, and we work with the U.S. government now. Well, then that's exactly why I think the U.S. government knows a lot 
about like these yeah aliens these. or saucers yeah. or whatever yeah so also why were they all sent why, there and then it just conveniently happened i guess my point is why send 4,700 men yeah. to the to to the Antarctic if they weren't anticipating if you didn't, something like that to happen? It, it, well, not even that. If you just didn't anticipate any, like, they had to anticipate some form of hostile engagement. Right. What were they sent which, over there? To which do? there's a lot of evidence that the Nazis were traveling to Antarctica. They were doing research there. They were doing oh, crazy stuff. So... Um, and so yeah, that's that was kind of a that's a, that's an interesting story. I'd have to look mm-hmm. into it a lot more, but that's that's pretty much what I know about it. Um, another interesting kind of theory is how how much the Earth changes. The Earth tilts over time in different ways. You know, it, it's constantly adjusting. The climate's constantly adjusting. The climate now is way different than it was when the dinosaurs were here. And then you can only assume that the climate is way different even further back than that. You know, the Earth right. is so old. Um, but I think there's some evidence to suggest that Antarctica at one point was not completely frozen. Because think about it, the the desert, Sahara, or what the Sahara Desert, at one point was lush forest, you know, full of so water. It was like a, it was an oasis, you know, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. So the earth changes, no doubt. The earth changes. Um, I think it's kind of interesting to think about if there was an ancient civilization there, yeah. you know? I, th- I think that's interesting to think about, at yeah. least, um, because... At at a at a minimum, I don't know. My thoughts are that something weird has happened there or is going on there. Oh, because yeah. you cannot even go to Antarctica. Nobody owns it, but you can't go there. Well, All governments have... are like, no. What do you think they're doing there? I I I, like I wouldn't be surprised. The the on. more realistic side of me, that's not like the conspiracy side of me, mm-hmm. would be like. Oh, you know, they're doing science, whatever. But, but also, ethical. if you want to take the military side of it even, what a more, I mean, what what more desolate place on earth exists where you could do whatever you wanted and get away with all of it? 100%. You know, you could test whatever you wanted. You could do anything. It's, 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 it's one of the last so remaining known, like, kind of technically free lands. Yeah. Where, like, nobody has complete control and you're away from all of civilization yeah. in BFE. <laughs> so it's interesting to it say the least. It's interesting to say the least, but that theory about the Nazi scientist coming out or the Nazi commander, whatever, general, whatever, um, coming out and talking to them and trying to work out a deal of, from we'll give you this. He came out from the saucer. I don't know exactly he if he like... During this. Uh, he came out. Of oh, okay. something, I I would, like I said, I haven't refreshed myself on all of this knowledge, but um, it's it's particularly interesting when you consider. Have you ever heard of Project Paperclip? Mm-mm. Okay, so after the war, this is one of the touchier subjects that kind of makes you like, why would I mean? It's just like it's it's despicable. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a sign of the times where the Nazis, they were the premier scientific country. 
like they were the United States of that time. Like okay. obviously not the United States of that time, but uh, in terms of technological advancement compared to every other country, they they okay. had V two rockets that they were developing. They were the first people to do that. Like they were technologically superior to every country in the world. And so they had all of these amazing scientists. And so Project Paperclip is essentially where the U.S. was like, hey, if we don't take some of these scientists and try to use the knowledge that they have and allow them to work with us, then the Russians are going to do it. And then we're, we're screwed. Right. We're screwed. So this is 100% verifiable. You can look it up anywhere. Um, I mean, you can, the, bi- the biggest name for us is Warner Von Braun. Have you ever heard of him? Mm-mm. He's the father of NASA. Oh, okay. He's our, he's our, the father of NASA, this, the space, this space department that we created. Okay. Nazi scientist. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, the, what I do know about like the Nazis in that time is that they were like conducting all of these, um, not experiments, but trials or whatever on people, mm-hmm. Jewish people. Yeah. Um, that were just super unethical just so they could like learn more about the, like they were just like i don't know yeah so they weren't being treated like humans they were being obviously they were just right test dummies i guess in their right. eyes so i know that they developed a lot of science from yeah. that yeah yeah so um this was project paperclip or operation paperclip mm. rather um 1600 german scientists engineers and technicians that the United States um, took from Nazi Germany and instead of prosecuting them, we exploited their knowledge and allowed them to stay here as long as they worked for us and helped us develop all of these things. Um, it's it's bizarre. It's it a bizarre, bizarre thing. At the same time, it's so like, it, like it is it's terribly unethical. And um, a lot of those people that we took in that helped us become who we are now the world superpower and to keep peace on earth is i mean those are people who have killed or are responsible were responsible for killing millions of people isn't that insane millions of innocent people it's a but it's like damned if you do damned if you don't it's a double-edged sword because they the russians would have just taken them in, in science but obviously not the way to do it but the russians would have just taken them yeah had we not, had we not done it. And I mean, it's so awful to think about and like, it doesn't happen on that scale anymore, but like unethical things happen like that all the time to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I mean, the world is, yeah, I don't like thinking about it that way. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, but it's kind of fascinating in yeah, a I sense of that. like, yeah, I don't know that a lot of people do, um, it's it's just kind of crazy how history works it's history is written by the victor you know mm-hmm. the history books aren't are not written by the people who lose the war right so we like to put ourselves on this high pedestal um of we do all these good things you know but to be a world power you, you have, have to, to do some bad things you have you know? to take other people down it's yeah it's not good but it's, at the end of the day the reason that we did it was for the greater to, good it, 
I truly believe that. It, and I don't, I'm not saying that just because I'm an American either. You know, yeah. imagine Russia, you're seeing what they're doing right now. Right. Um, that just kind of explains the who they are, right. you know. And America was definitely the better of, the lesser of all the evils at the, yeah, at the time. Still are. We still are. People like to hate on America that live in America and reap all of the benefits of America. Yeah. Especially kids our age. I know. it's All they do is post on social media about how terrible America is. And, like, I totally love, like, our generation. Like, we're kind of just like, hey, like, let's be even better and, like, let's speak out about it. But hot take, like, posting something on your Instagram story about how much America sucks is not doing anything to make America better. Like, what are you doing about it? It's, you know. It's quite the opposite. if, If you spoke out in other countries, like... They would not only silence you, but, like, maybe lock you up. Like, you know, just the fact that we can speak out is good. And I definitely think we uh, can make more progress in America, you know, and I think we are. But you have to be, like, part of the solution. You can't just complain. No. And no. And it's really funny, like, kids my age, like, I just see them posting and they're just, like, so woke. And I'm like, do you even, like, did you even read that before you posted it? Like, make that make no. sense. No. And like I said, you know. Our sins are, our sins exist as well. Yeah. America's sins exist as well. And yeah, absolutely. But when you start comparing countries, other countries to what we do, like it's, it's silly to, to say some of the stuff that people say, like to say that, to say that all of America is racist, to say that everybody's sexist, to say all of this stuff. Do you realize people Mm -hmm. that yes, I, I will admit there are racist people, there are sexist people. Of course there are. And there are injustices done everywhere around the world. Of course. Go to China, go to Russia, go to Africa, mm-hmm. go to Syria, go to Libya, yeah. go to all Communist of these countries, countries and see all how of these working. countries where there is an authoritarian dictator. Right. They don't care if you're... No. They don't care. Like, they don't. If you're, if you're gay... If you're in a minority group, there's like, there's gay people in Syria in all of these like but you would never these speak Middle out East about countries that. that are getting their heads chopped off. Oh, I know, and that's awful, and it's Absolutely. not. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, and and that and to your point, and it's you're not able that. you're able to sit on social media and voice your opinion about how wrong that is. Mm-hmm. That's what's great about America, right? Well, yeah, that's extremely terrible like those extremes that are happening in other countries and that's not to discredit like people who are a part of a minority group people in general everyone deserves respect but the thing is not everyone's going to respect you and like no matter what no matter who you are freedom of speech baby um and i think most people are good and i think most people don't really give a shit what you're doing and i think sometimes like just the age of social media and like politics on social media, like everyone acts like- It's all exaggerated. It's so exaggerated. Like, I mean, you can be conservative and liberal and you're probably like, you know, there could be a conservative person and a liberal person and you probably could really see eye to eye. Like you could probably meet in the middle on a lot of things. Like no one's, there aren't a lot of- Most things. Most. There aren't a lot of extreme, like if you're extremely conservative, then you have some issues. If you're extremely liberal, then you have some issues. Most people are just like- Pretty moderate, pretty moderate. I think everyone, just to be clear, I think everyone should have rights. I think you should fight for your rights and fight for respect. But like at the end of the day, like 
we have our flaws, but don't yeah. take it all out on America. Right. To, you shouldn't put one, another group of people down to make your group feel better because you're just doing the same thing in reverse. Like no one needs to be put down for someone else to be put brought up. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. No, I couldn't agree more. And it's sad to see, you know, there's been, there's some polls out that say like, I, I want to say it was like 20, mid 20s to mid 30% of Generation Z people that feel proud of their country. So who's, or patriotic. who's Gen Z? Oh, is that so stupid? Because this is called Gen Z. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what age, which um, age, which ages are those exactly? Specifically, I don't know exactly. Uh, one sec. And they, they were saying it was Generation 30%. Z, um, proud? Generation Z is 1997 to 2012. Okay. So um, we're very much so... Gen Z. Because you're 1998, I'm 2000. Yes. My little brother's 2007. We're very much Gen Z. Okay. But the the thing that's so despicable to me about Mm -hmm. that statistic is that us people, us Generation Z people, Mm -hmm. have grown up in the best time in America ever. Well... Yeah, I mean, all the best time of the world ever. All of the opportunities, the technological advancements. I mean, you can get famous by sitting in your room and posting videos on TikTok. Like, what a time to be alive! Sitting here talking on a microphone. Exactly, and like, we can share our opinions, our pictures, our lives with everyone across the world. Like, that's so. I think that's freaking awesome. And the world is more tolerant than it's ever been. Oh, I know. The world is better than it's ever been. I mean, obviously stuff's going kind of crazy the past few years. Right. But guys, I guess I've just had a different experience in America Mm -hmm. than maybe a lot of people have. But I grew up in a small town. Yeah. I, you know, eight or 10 people in our neighborhood fly American flags all day, every day. Right. It's it's patriotic. Everybody loves each other. Everybody helps each other out anytime you need something done. It's a community. It's freedom. It's you know. I just remember. I just remember being raised with just such a just just to have such a sense sense of patriotism. Yeah. Just like like my mom showed me a picture the other day, um, that I didn't even remember existed or mm. was ever taken, and it's me sitting on a couch with my brother. And an American soldier in his uniform right. sitting in between us. And she goes, do you remember him? I was like, no. She's like, oh, you guys, we would uh, help you guys write letters and send them to him while he was at war the entire time. He was just like a sort of like a pen pal type guy. Right. Um, but. What a cool. But like that, it, I, maybe that just goes to the way my parents raised us, I guess. Well, yeah. But, but it's just like you appreciate the people who are over fighting Mm -hmm. for you keeping you free so that you can bitch on social media exactly and i think at the end of the day like um that's such a good point we wouldn't have any of this if it weren't for our soldiers so at the end of the day like whether you grew up in missouri and it's it's maybe more conservative and people are really patriotic or you grew up somewhere where it's not so much like that that's okay like you know there are two sides to the political party for a reason because you have different experiences, different things you go through in life that are going to shape you. But at the end of the day, I feel like as an American, like you 
you really should be thankful for our soldiers who are fighting for our freedom, no matter where you stand. And I feel like being patriotic is now seen as a very like conservative it's and oh like oh it's almost racist yeah. and it's like and it's extremist i it's think like... i think every everyone no matter your political opinion can be patriotic and that's at the end of the day what should bring us together we shouldn't want to be further apart you know that's not going to make anything good y- yep. you have to be thankful like those soldiers who are fighting for us they're fighting for your your right to affiliate with whatever group you want to affiliate yep. with and to like say whatever you and, and we say. should be thankful for that yes you know absolutely and it really doesn't matter who you voted for for president at the end of no. the day you should just none we of, live in it we live that, in a, a country that, that allows us to do a lot of things man none of that politics stuff i mean it does matter because they're both corrupt, obviously it affects yeah. your everyday life but the what really matters with politics is your local politics because those are the people who can actually directly affect your your life every single day. Yeah. Like federal government is a show. Right. It's a show. It it's propaganda. It's big companies putting people in specific positions and special interest groups putting politi- certain politicians in s- specific positions so that they can seek out their interests and collect a check collect a check. Right. Like they don't give the a crap idea about. that the idea that we actually like as a society as a population have a say in who our president really even is mm-hmm. is kind of silly considering when you consider the fact that like Joe Biden and Donald Trump just ran like for for president we like did anybody did anybody preaching. actually obviously some people wanted the one of those two people in there to be but president, really I mean but, like. Out we're preaching diversity and we pick? have two old white men and nothing against them. White. No, it's I'm like, just saying like we're preaching diversity and, and we have com- some old people that aren't the majority of the population's age. It's just so out of touch. Well, one has severe dementia and yes, the other, one has a the other can't ego. shut his mouth. Yeah. Like, like those were our choices. That's who we like, you know, whatever. It's, just, it's disgusting but, to think yeah. that the best country in the world had to pick in between those two people for exactly. president. Disgusting. Uh-huh. Disgusting. And you know what? That's what I'm saying. We didn't get to pick. It's the Republican National Convention. It's the Democratic National Convention. They put those two people up because they're the most popular. Yeah. You know, they're the, but it's they, crazy and it just shows the most... you that are not actually looking for no. our best interest. It's no. whatever works no. for them and their motives. No. Exactly. But I will say this, you know, this is just, I have to get out of slam on Democrats at some point. Oh, um, gosh. They seem to like those people with mental issues in office, considering Kamala can barely speak a sentence. All she talks about is how cool a yellow school bus is and how <sighs> space is so amazing because it's so big. And yeah. then Joe Biden has dementia, can't even speak a sentence, but people are so proud of him in some sense. No. And then John Fetterman gets elected in Pennsylvania, who just had a major stroke, and the guy can't even speak on stage hardly. Mm-hmm. Now nothing against him but like it's almost more cruel to put him in that position well someone with a position of power like we don't want other countries looking at our country and being like their president can't like their president shits their pants their president shits their pants i'm sorry but (laughs) and and it's really cruel honestly because i feel like joe biden is obviously a puppet it's really cruel to do that to him and his family i mean mean, he should be the smut that guy should be chilling on a beach yes with his family i mean you know 
whether I agree with all of his political decisions in the past, present, like whatever, like he's he had a really successful career in politics. Like go enjoy your life. Like you're being used right now and you're being humiliated and you're humiliating the United States. And the sad thing is everybody knows that it's humiliating. Mm -hmm. It's just that if you're on his side, you're blinded by it. Well, it's just you're like you're like oh, oh no, he's perfectly fine because he's our president. They hated like, Trump that much. You know, that yeah, they hated was that. Like, you hate Trump so much that you don't even care who's in office. And I'm sorry, like yeah, Trump has like a ginormous ego. How many votes? How many millions of the votes that Joe Biden got were votes against Trump instead of votes for Joe Biden? I'm guessing a lot, and that also goes back to our generation. I highly feel like with social media being so impactful to people our age just because we're it's so saturated we're on so many different and we platforms. can't handle our emotions as well i yeah i think a lot of people are like i i mean i've had this thought before like i'm i stand more conservative but i'm also pretty just like hey i kind of understand every every side and i don't feel like anything needs to be super duper extreme but um I've thought like, wow, I don't really want to share my political opinions because I know I'm not a racist. I know I'm not going to be prejudiced towards any type of group. And I would actively try to do the opposite and Mm -hmm. encourage my friends to do the opposite. But like, I, I wouldn't share my political opinion just because I feel like immediately if you're more conservative, you're racist. Label. And like, that's an awful, awful, awful thing. Yeah. Like no one would want to be labeled that no and, and so we, i think people get you know, scared it, and it's so funny because the virtue signal the virtue signalers mm-hmm. who are i'm so accepting of everybody however you and know unless whatever. you disagree with and then they're opinion. name calling everybody it's like it, it doesn't it's like fit their narrative so it doesn't work it doesn't, it doesn't matter yeah the it, it's just a one-sided thing where it's right. like i stand for all of these things list mm-hmm. out a to z every you know every little slogan that they come up with but yeah. at the same time oh you like donald trump well you're a racist please name you one hate women. please say one racist thing that donald trump has ever said uh, no like i don't i don't know no I, but nobody does because there's no videos of any right. of it you can go back through youtube I think, and search any joe biden video you want and you can find him openly oh. saying racist stuff all the time. No, I know. And and I mean, if you look at the statistics, too, it, when Trump was president, it was the highest rate of um, black people for employment. I mean, yeah. so I mean, do I think Trump has said some like really non-presidential things that don't help his case in having people take him seriously? 100%. He's got a ginormous ego. You don't become a billionaire no. with a small ego. And you don't really, it's just like, you know, you don't come to greatness without, you know, having a big ego sometimes and like making things happen. Well, because it's ultimately what drives him. Right. Because I mean, what what drives him is not, it's not the family side of life. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not happiness in that sense. It's the sense of I'm the best. I'm the most yeah. successful. I know how to do things the best way out sorry. of anybody ever. That's what I would want my president to be like. I would want yeah. them to be super duper confident. Yes, he should not talk about how we talked about women in some instances and all of these things and, and other people. But like, okay, but how many people just say stuff that they completely no, regret throughout their entire oh, lives? Oh, one hundred percent. If everybody, I had it, if everybody. someone was following me around with a camera, I mean, I'd be like absolutely canceled because also like I just like I think offensive humor is funny sometimes. I think it's <laughs> hilarious. It's and also like another point. Um, jokes are jokes and they're funny because 
it's funny if you can't laugh at yourself you can't make fun of yourself you can't make fun of your friends like at the end of the day like we all have our flaws we all have our weird things we don't like about ourselves are you gonna cry about it are you gonna make a joke about it yep and like it's endearing it's a it's a form of like showing like love like making fun of people kind of a side note but i think people think take things so seriously when you're just trying to joke around everything is life or death if it goes against what you believe in mm-hmm. or whatever whatever you think just every every comment correct every it's like, comment Jesus. it's like guys let's I'll, take a deep breath let's take a deep breath let's and take also, a deep breath and yeah i want to hear from the groups that are actually could actually be offended not some person who's not in that group who's just bored typing on facebook yeah like you're not the you know what's crazy to me is that i have noticed i'm not going to name a specific location (laughs) but most of the people who are the ultra woke so to speak the ones that are speaking out the most the loudest against it all yeah are white people exactly it's like we have nothing to say shut up white people hating what do we have to be offended about it's like a white person with pink hair or purple hair will sit there and just be like all white people are so racist all white people are terrible it's the patriarchy Mm -hmm. it's it's white this white this you're saying that about yourself yeah, and it just goes back. You you shouldn't put a whole group of people down no. to make another group seem it's better. Silly. It's more so like I, I totally love the message and I totally love the growth. I mean, I look at my grandparents' generation and I'm like, they have amazing hearts. Am I going to say or maybe have the mentality of some of the things they do? No, and thank God for it. No. I think with every generation, we want to get better. We want to be more evolving and, and more accepting. Yeah, but it gets to a point where it's like, Oh geez, Louise! Like that really offended you? I what? Like, really? Did I'm just def- saying, man. <laughs> you catch me at seventy-five. I'm gonna be off my rocker. I don't. Care I think you're gonna earn your right, and yeah, you do. You have a right of passage at that point. You know, like yeah. you've lived through a complete. They've lived through a completely different time right. than what we have, and people. It. You can't. You just can't. I'm just it's just like where do you where do you draw the line because because you know 90% of our problems would we even know their problems if social media didn't exist no absolutely not and here's the thing I'm all about um educating myself educating others around me doing all of that but it comes to a point where it's like yes respect everyone and if you don't you're an asshole you should respect everyone or you know you should at least some some people do need some people do need to um be embarrassed at times oh yeah i agree no because some people it's like i'm sorry but like you need to have some shit said to you because you're literally crazy like you (laughs) you have some wild opinions beliefs yeah and you're trying to shove them down somebody else's face that's the thing that's the thing that's the thing believe whatever you want to believe don't try to change me don't yeah. try to change and that's anybody just, else because respectfully, fuck off. Well, and also, you're not going to change someone's opinion, most likely. And you're especially not going to change someone's opinion by putting them down. No. So if you would like to shed light and you would like to maybe demonstrate and show a life 
and live how you want to live and maybe inspire others just based off of your actions to me that's inspiring to me that's actually someone who wants to make a change but it just comes to a point where it's like okay yes i understand saying racial slurs absolutely awful saying any other those things are awful but it gets to a point where it's like i was listening to a podcast the other day and they were like the word picnic is canceled (laughs) what like really and i think it was i i really don't know because i was just like this is so stupid but i think it was because picnics back when slavery was a thing um people would be be lynched and it would be a picnic i guess and Mm. awful totally awful but uh we're not doing that now and no one associates that word with that they associate it with a checkered blanket and eating food at the park like yeah you can make you can make words mean whatever you want them to mean yeah by association yeah so it's just stupid it's like we can't it's like if take every word out of our vocabulary because it it might offend someone like thanksgiving okay yeah obviously we got to admit like well, obviously about, that's not about, great but who the, like i think of thanksgiving i think of a hand turkey that i drew in school and really good food and hanging about, out with my family not about white people oppressing the native people no and they did it they absolutely did it well, but why yeah, are we they, ruining same, a holiday at the same time at the same time like then native americans also killed a ton of white people as well you yeah. know, like it was a war. It's yeah. it's battling for land. Yeah. Taking over land is never not messy. Yeah. You know, like we came over here. Freedom, we tried to take the freedom. land. So they responded hot, like, in hostile ways, probably rightfully so, you know, because mm-hmm. it's their land. They had just been living here, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, that's the way of the world, man. It's You can't just be like oh, we should just dissolve America because... Yeah, and also, why are we trying to punish ourselves for what our dumb, uneducated ancestors did? Like, we no, we're not doing those things. And granted, there are some weirdos out there doing those, or trying to do those things, or they do believe in those things, but I would say that's, like, 1% of the population, so why are we even giving it the time of day? Yeah. Like, they're, you know, so... And at the end of the day, it just causes division, and we should want to unite as much as we can. Like, it's it's our country. Yeah. But. Yeah. And, you know, keep politics out of it, because that's where things start to get yeah. um, messy for absolutely no reason. Because yeah. if you go have conversations with people all across America, all across the world, people are people. Yeah. People are reasonable. If you start... I would just bring in all of this craziness, politics, radical stuff into radical. it. It's just not, it, it's just not good for us because we don't, you don't, none of that stuff actually ever comes up in your real life. Mm-mm. None of that, none of the stuff that those people worry about, not none of it, but you know what I'm saying. It's not it's as not prevalent as, as maybe It's not as like it. out there, like, mm-hmm. like oh my gosh, it's everywhere. Like, right. no, it's not. No. It's not. Most people are good. Most people are good. Most, Most people, people get along. You know. It's like the cops. Like, cops, are there cops that mess up and make terrible mistakes and kill innocent people? Obviously. Obviously there are. We've right. seen this. We've seen the videos. Mm-hmm. Outrage. I get it. I'm outraged too, just mm-hmm. like everybody else. Right. Does that mean all cops are bad? No. Mm-hmm. A lo- a large majority of the cops out there are good people. Yeah. They're people that are risking their lives 
to keep you safe in your home. Right. To keep you safe. And so it, it's just so easy. You see this one thing where it's like, holy crap, that's so egregious. Yeah. And you like to just, it, it sticks in you your mind. You just stereotype a whole group of people. It sticks in your mind more than then. the, it, yeah, it sticks, and it sticks in your mind more than the 5,000 times in that same day that a cop helped somebody else right. out. Right, and I guess to that point, that's why it's so important that if you are a cop, that you, you need to do, you need to do the right thing. You need to have adequate tra- training. You need to make sure that, like, I, I don't know a whole lot about, um, like, what it takes to become a cop. But, I mean, I think there needs to be some sort of, like, reform. Like, it needs to be reformed a little bit better. Maybe, you know, I don't, I think it's a, I think it's a big task to become a cop. Like, it it holds a lot of weight. It holds a lot of responsibility. I don't think just anyone should be able to, not saying that that's the case. But it's just very important that things like cops killing innocent people don't happen because then people look at cops they're like can i trust you can i not trust right. you because there have been issues right so yeah gotta double up well, your efforts at crazy world we live in mm-hmm. um but you know love everybody out there yeah it's awesome to be alive yeah it is it's it's a great time we just we're, need to we need to on a spiritual grow. level we need to grow we're all connected and let's all grow no and... wonder the world's going crazy the internet yeah. is new it's revolutionary everything's just crazy it's It's not normal to like while social media is great because you can learn so many things and you can connect with people like you and i like we're doing long distance like if we didn't have yeah texting phones social media like be near impossible to be sane when we're away from each other absolutely but um it's and then in the same breath it's also not normal to be able to go on any platform at any time and know what's happening across the world like that's that's awful for like that's why i think so many people have anxiety now yeah like that's it's just too much well, you just have it's overloaded yeah it's, it's like the news everybody's the news is so nervous negative. everybody's nervous system just kind of overloaded with with so much information that they otherwise would have no knowledge about no access to right or anything it's it's crazy like how many people i don't know they think about it this way like in your life you may have genuine connections with like like i'm talking real friendship genuine connections with 15 20 people mm-hmm. but then you can go on your social media and you have a thousand followers a thousand yeah. friends or whatever so you're seeing all of these people that you don't even know reality. you're comparing your life with people that yes. you don't even truly know that you don't interact with yeah. and it it's just overload it's like it's, like it, humans weren't meant to have that many connections that much interaction right. with with that, much that many people right. we weren't we weren't meant to we weren't meant all meant to know everything about climate change we weren't all meant to know everything about what's going on in Africa or mm-hmm. in China. Like, yeah. no, no, we, we're, we're meant to, we're meant to live in our town and we're meant to do the best that we can in our town and make that place a better place, right. interact with those people and live our normal lives without the worry, without the fear yeah. of 
the the of of every problem in the world and yeah. and it's great that we have the internet because it allows us to know what's going on to have a, to have a greater a perspective yeah yeah and how many people you know would have never have i don't know i wouldn't have known about any of the stuff i talked about tonight yeah. Literally any of the stuff, the conspiracy type stuff that I talked about tonight. Yeah. Um, but with I do. I do with it. Uh-huh. And we have so much more knowledge. It, it's, it's a double-edged sword. And I think at the end of the day, you just have to be real with yourself and be like, what can I handle? What can I not? And set your own boundary. Like, it's just we're all learning how to handle this because, like, we really are, like, the yeah. first, second generation right. to... Right. social media is like always like I've had Instagram since I was like 12 yeah I've been sharing with people pictures of my life since I was like that's crazy that's like, crazy it's yeah it's a weird feeling because it's like even Instagram today it's so weird I have so many people on my Instagram from high school and I'm like of course I hope everyone's doing well but it's so creepy that I know what college you went to what job you have now, who you're dating, where you live. And I'm like, I haven't talked to you in six years probably. And I mean, of course, I wish everyone well, but it's just a little bit weird. It is weird. Don't you think? No, it's so weird. I mean, it's... And we we post a picture to be like, hey, look how great my life is. (laughs) Yeah. But it's not too great because I'm not bragging. Like, it's just weird. It's almost as weird as me acting like I know what I'm talking about, so... Oh, yeah, same. Um, But I'm rambling, man. We just gotta... Yeah. You know what, everybody... Go out and do something good for somebody. Don't make assumptions. Hey, Be kind you know to everyone. Don't fear. Like, there's so much worry and there's so much fear mm-hmm. in the world. I'll give you one guess. How many times do you think the Bible says, fear not? Mm. Can you give me a ballpark? No. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to gotta make a guess. Okay, the Bible. It's a significant... Like, it's... Like uh, a thousand it's, times. No, 365 exactly one day once for every once day for every day of, of the, the year. year fear well, not it's so true fear don't not. worry about shit that hasn't happened and just, fear not baby fear not just keep and living. be nice and be kind ride to people. that wave of life live it if there's no purpose to it all cool you got to live man you got to be alive purpose is living purpose the purpose is just being alive. my vibe is just living life the purpose is just <laughs> living life yeah. 